This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. The podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Chigalag walks once more. The Lord of Order shall rule this realm. That sounds ominous. Welcome back, adventurers. This is the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with my good buddy, the Lotus of the Doom. Hello. Lotus, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It seems like you're on the mend as well, which is a bigger positive because uh, <laughs> yes. that didn't sound so great the other day when we yeah. were going to record. Yeah, it was a total bummer. Okay, so for those of you who are, t- who are tuning in live or wondering, why did this episode come out a little bit later? Normally, we record these on Thursday night. It is Saturday night right now. And um, I was we were going to do the show an hour early so that I could join Lotus and Madigon and a bunch of other people on these the drunk trials or whatever you guys call yeah, it. Yeah, tip, tipsy, tipsy trials tipsy with trials. the game devs. Yeah, with the game devs. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be awesome. And then, you know, we're all double checking in the morning like, hey, you can be good. You, you still join us. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally into this. Let's do this. And then like, I don't know, an hour before podcast time i'm like uh my brain's attacking me i, I need to bail yeah uh, which is a total bummer and i feel bad like bailing on everyone but you know i within within like 20 minutes of you getting my message i was like passed out yeah asleep it, don't worry about it nobody questions it because <laughs> anybody who's experienced a migraine is immediately like yep nope immediately get into darkness and rest like, yeah do yeah. not do this i wasn't the screen is i the wasn't worst. even awake by the time that we would have been doing the show because i was yeah. just like nope i'm done but anyway yeah, yeah, you wouldn't enough. have made it to the early showtime let alone trials until <laughs> 1 a.m Eastern. oh my god God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we got people. Uh, it, it was a fun time, obviously. And uh, yeah, we got we got some people. Um, V-Mall skins from the veteran mall. Of nice. Nice. Uh, myself included on PC because I didn't have that on PC. Uh, but it was funny. It was just man. It's, it's always a good time. It was a total disaster trying to organize <laughs> a vet trial while people are drinking. Oh, I bet. It's, I bet. it's just been. For anybody who has done that trial in Elder Scrolls Online, uh, the, the notorious fight known as the Twins requires you to know your left from your right, which is shockingly more difficult than you would expect to get 12 people to know their left from their right while trying to play. Oh, geez. And Especially then when while they're all inebriated, yeah. people are like, is this my left? And they run across the middle. It's like, that couldn't be. That's, that's neither. That's literally neither. That's, neither. that's, the, that's the absolutely wrong option. That's the, you didn't even get 50-50 chance on that one. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, maybe next time. But um, yep. welcome back, everybody. This episode, we're talking about Jigalag. And sure are. you know what? Last time when we got to Jigalag in the Daedric Princes on the uh, the episodes that are all now only on the Patreon, the, the old version of the show, um, I skipped over Jigalag because I paired him in with Sheogorath because they're kind of one and the same. This time we're giving Jigalag his own episode. 
because I've got Lotus with me. We've got some things we want to discuss about him. And we're going to try to stay away from the Sheogorath side of it too much because you could probably do 10 episodes about Sheogorath. So we're going to we're going to focus on Jigalag alone. But welcome back, everybody. We're glad you guys are here. So Jigalag, the Prince of Order. And I mean, that's basically it. Like, that's who he is. Uh, you heard his voice at the beginning. Are you the best the mad god could muster? <laughs> well, I, I guess we are, because we're the ones doing the show. Um, but yeah, man, how do you feel about Jigalag, just before we get into this? So Jigalag is an interesting Daedric Prince, because he's not really prominent compared to the others. He also tends to fall outside the realm of the norm, where there's the whole, when you have the idea of the spokes of the wheel and stuff like that, Jigalag yeah. kind of breaks that because... Well, I'm going to I'm gonna bring up a little bit of this late, later on yeah. when we get into it, because the origins of Jigalag showing up in the lore is actually kind of interesting, and it got me right. thinking about the spokes on the wheel and the number of Daedric Princes and all of that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it is he's, weird. He's obviously the, the big thing you know which we're about to get into is is the fact that clearly jigalik was powerful enough to be concerning to the other daedric princes which is they all kind of infight with each other at points but then cooperate at other points the fact that there was so much cooperation against jigalag <laughs> yeah kind of says something yeah. about jigalag so this this one even though there's less on jigalag than a lot of the other Daedric princes, um, and he it sort of falls into a kind of a different category. There's some very interesting stuff around the idea of Jigalag. Yeah, he's kind of the anti-Daedric prince in that <laughs> right. the Daedric princes themselves are unpredictable by their very nature, or at least unpredictable to mortals because they are so distinct and different and other than the mortals, you know, the people dwelling on Mundus. Jigalag however being the prince of order like that is his thing his thing is logical rational order and right. the way that things follow based on reason which means that he should be very predictable it almost it, it, the funny thing is it's it's predictability which is almost to a fault if you're working against him because it's mm -hmm. so specifically designed where it's just everything needs to be the utmost order. I, I will get into it much later on, but just as like a, a precursor, his weapon, the description of it is uh -huh. very, very cool. Uh, just how precise and ordered it is. Yeah, uh, the stuff sword, like that. The sword of Jigalag. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Well, here, let's let's quote some of the stuff from the UASB. Our, our good buddies over at the UASB who are now co-doing Tales of Tamriel with you, which if you don't listen to Tales of Tamriel, go listen to it. Um, so according to the UESP site, it says Jigalag, the Prince of Order, is a Daedric Prince whose sphere represents logical order and deduction. His great library once contained a logical prediction of every detail of the world and every action that would ever take place on Mundus or Oblivion long before they actually happened. And I want to pause here because this is a very interesting thing by itself. Well, first of all, it touches on, I've got two main thoughts on this. One, it touches on the concept that a lot of, I don't know, some, some philosophers, some um, skeptics, some sci scientifically minded individuals think might be similar to the way our world works in that 
if everything is an equation, if you can boil everything down to the math of how things work, then everything is 100% predictable. And so therefore, you could predict the future. So in a system right. where there Which, where there is no free will, if you if, if, for example, you were to boil me down to the sum of all of my parts, every cell in my body, every atom and how all of those things are interconnected into a gigantic math problem, then you would be able to predict exactly what I would do at any moment throughout the rest of my life. And if you were to now expand that into the rest of existence and you had the like most gigantic math problem of everything, planning out all the humans, all the animals, all the planetary bodies, you know, matter at all, then you could essentially boil everything down to just a math problem. And that seems to be what Jigalag is, is about here, is that he just is so rationally minded that everything is a machine and everything can be therefore scheduled out, which leads me to wonder if, if that's the truth, do the individuals actually have free will in the world of the Elder Scrolls? Right. And actually, one of the things that I wanted to bring up, which which Rob the Princess mentions in chat, it's it's kind of funny because it's almost like the inverse of Herm Hermaeus Mora's kind of library where it's just scrying literally any option where right. he's basically going on like, well, OK, I theoretically can predict every one of these options given the information here. Like I have all the parts. Right. I will just piece it together and provide all of the possible like this is what will happen where Hermaeus Moore is a little more like, OK, well, I'm going to look for all possible outcomes because I need to know the potential for any one of these things. It's kind of weird because they play off each other in yeah, a little yeah. bit of different ways. It's like it's, it's like Hermes starts with no knowledge and then seeks to find all knowledge, whereas Jigalag starts with and you could even reason it out this way. Let's say the world begins with a great uh, Big Bang and we don't know for sure how the Elder Scrolls world begins, but if the world begins with a Big Bang and you had all of the data around that single moment, then you could extrapolate every other thing that happens from that moment forward. So therefore, you only need one piece of, well, well a, a collection of data around one specific thing in order to then extrapolate all right. other things. You so need the initial data and the capacity right. to extrapolate all further data. Right. And it seems like he has that. Like that mm -hmm. is his ability. Right. Is something like that. So therefore he could actually predict all things. Now here's my second point. If he can predict all things, then why didn't he predict all the other Daedric princes like coming ganging together up ganging up against him, him. <laughs> and 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 this is the the piece of data here for anybody who isn't familiar um basically condemning him to become the opposite of what he originally was and turning him into sheogorath the prince of madness because madness is synonymous with chaos which is the opposite of order so how did he not predict that or if he did predict it did he realize that it was inevitable and he just couldn't fight against Which, it. That's interesting because that would basically imply that he was okay with being condemned to the fate, or at least that he was. Well, well, maybe not even okay, but at least uh, willing to to understand Participate that in it. that like, was that that. I mean, if if he can predict all futures and realizes that that future is unavoidable, then he doesn't have to be right. okay with it. He just has to. He just at some point will must he, have realized he, this he is unavoidable. To accept it. Yeah, yeah he, he must have accepted it at, at some but point. It, you'd think with the potential to calculate all these other things that he would be able to 
calculate some way of preventing that unless he was to some degree passive in acceptance, even if he wasn't okay with it. It's just like, okay, I'm just going to accept this. This is just the logical outcome of this is for right. me to get messed up. Like, well, that's, that's that, one of the fears uh, real quick to jump in. That's one of the fears that people have around right. this kind of philosophy is that if that is the truth and I believe that to be the truth, then wouldn't I stop acting as if I have free will and right. But I mean, see how that's, it's almost like a double edged sword. Like, would you? And, and if you did, would that have already been preordained? <laughs> well, right. And then, uh, man, this is about to get just like real time loopy here. But then, like, then comes the problem of like, well, okay, but then if you passively grow to accept that, did that lead into it? Like, what if you had tried to do something different? Because then right. would it have changed it because you put in effort? And it's just like, but you loop, wouldn't loop, have been loop, able loop, to. Loop. Like, which one of if it's these? True. Like, Right. It was inevitable that you understood it. And then therefore your actions based on understanding it would have also been inevitable. It, yeah. It turns into this. You can explain your way into making yourself correct. Like, yeah, it's, it turns it's like, into oh, this no, weird we, conundrum. I knew you were going to do this. So that's why you did it. Oh, I knew you weren't going to do this. So that's why you did it. It's like, well, okay. You're just saying that no matter what the situation, <laughs> right. the logical loop is like, well, that was because of the outcome of this. Had you done the opposite, it might it would have been different, but it was already calculated that you wouldn't have done the opposite for whatever varying reason. And then you just get into this, you know, yeah. looping situation of which one did you do or which one were you sort of calculated into? Well, you had to have done that. Right. And the whole situation is is such a such a crazy thing to think about because it does kind of I don't know. It, it's it based on the limitations of our own rational ability kind of is odd right yeah um, it's, it's definitely a, a bizarre concept right right but that's jigglag i mean that's he basically must have at least believed that he had the ability to logically deduce things and therefore dealt with things the way he did which means that he was kind of the party pooper when it came to the rest of the daedric princes because he didn't like the chaos that they brought he wanted things to be orderly and so they gang up against him they curse him to become sheogorath the uh the god of madness and um disorder chaos and except for the fact that he is now sheogorath he isn't always sheogorath there is a moment at the end of every era when jigalag returns and things have to be put back straight again in order to become crazy again it's kind of kind of the way it goes right which you know for, for us just kind of touching on it because again there's there's definitely like we mentioned a lot of crossover with shia gorath um but yeah the, the idea of this gray march where he comes back into the shivering isles to organize things is is where order takes place but then theoretically it seems like he's destined to not succeed at it so that Sheagorath remains but then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the it, yeah, there's the situation with you know Elder Scrolls for Oblivion and the Shivering Isles where you are the instigating factor in in actually fighting back the the only thing that gets a little again peculiar about that almost is like what is the point of trying for him to even <laughs> right come through if right. he already knows logically well he's not going to win so. unless that's just his nature is to therefore his do, do what he's to, going to do or is it enough for him to cause that to keep an organized you know keep order of the loop of the gray march like is that right. the idea right you know if i gets, told you it gets real weird if i told you that you were 
incapable of making actual decisions that you did not actually have free will you would still jump out of the way of a car that was headed towards you to run you over you get where i'm going right, right, your, right. your nature as a human being for self-preservation wouldn't Is change correct regardless of what you know to be the truth about reality yes. and i have a feeling that somebody like Jigalag or any of the danger princes or any of the mortals would still be true to their very nature regardless of what they do or don't know they're right. still going to act in ways that they are designed maybe yeah, preordained attempting to preserve their own right. existence because right. like <sighs> yeah so okay so we've got we've got that set up right and the you talked about the shivering isles the shivering isles expansion for oblivion is when we first really learned anything about Jigalag at all because and this is interesting. This is where we're going to go into some of the side details. Jigalag, the name Jigalag only shows up in the lore in a document from Daggerfall. The game Daggerfall. Yeah, way back. Way back. And in this document, it's called On Oblivion by Morian Zenus. This shows up in other other games after that as well. But that the original time was in back in Daggerfall, which is sure. like way, you know, late 90s, long time ago. Um, and in that document, it lists all of the Daedric princes, but it puts them in an interesting order, um, and 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 it also includes uh, Sheogorath and Jigalag among the sixteen that it, the main princes that it lists. Which made me go, wait a minute, wait, how is there only sixteen then? Shouldn't there be seventeen? Wouldn't weren't we adding one to the sixteen that we're typically familiar with? And the one that was missing is Hercyn. The, and her scene is mentioned later on right in the book as being kind of this weird extra prince that the right the author doesn't really know what to do with um he knows he's the huntsman of the princes the father of man beasts all of these things but hasn't really figured out how he fits into this group of daedric princes which is so strange to me that this document was written and and just inserted jigalag into the mix in fact the the part where it inserts it um, here, this is where it says, uh, I'll just quote it for you. The Daedric princes whose names appear over and over in ancient records, though this is not an infallible test of their authenticity or explicit existence, to be sure, are the aforementioned Sanguine, Boethia, Molag Baal, and Sheogorath, and in addition, Azura, Mephala, Clavicus Vile, Vermina, Malakath, Her Ho Hormius, it's spelled H-O-R-H-O-E-R-M-I-U-S, and then... Classic Hormius. Hormius, and then in brackets says, or Hermaeus, or Hermaeus, A-I-U-S, or Herma, there seems to be no acceptable accepted spelling, Mora, Namira, Jigalag, just stuck there right towards the end, just in the middle of a bunch of other names, Nocturnal, Merun's Dagon, and Periite. And all of the rest of these are super familiar to us, but Jigalad's just kind of thrown in there as this like bonus prince. Yeah. Or so, one of the main ones with her scene not being one of the main ones, which is right. Weird. Uh, so the other thing that's interesting about this, because like you said, her scene kind of not really sure what to do with your scene, which if you listen to the last episode, yeah. with the bizarre like her scene sort of formed out of a mix of other Daedric princes, you can see the formation where it's like, 
So Jigalag was a little more toward the for- forefront in this. And Hircine was more of the like, eh, we don't really know what to do with this one yet type of deal. Right. Uh, because right. Battlespire came out after Daggerfall, which is where we got the hunting lodge and all this stuff we were talking about last episode. That all ties in all that stuff we were talking about last time was after this book was put into Daggerfall Elder Scrolls 2. Mm-hmm. So it you, the logical order of the way these things are presented, you can kind of see the formation of which ones they're focusing on. You know, it's kind of taking it out of in-game stuff and into like, okay, the canon additions to the series. <laughs> right, right. And um, Rob in chat notes, uh, oh, that's why there's probably all of that overlap between Dagon and Hercene. <laughs> Maybe so, because there, there be. is similar, similar similarities there. Now, this also raises the question, now that Jigalag, if, if Jigalag was originally considered one of the 16, then how is also Sheogoreth in that number, unless... Jigalag is understood to not really be gone and to be a, a personality variant of Sheogorath that actually still holds that slot. Remember the whole right. idea of mantling? He's still yes. there. He's just underneath Sheogorath and only comes out once once an age, once an era. Right. Because that that's just it. It was like that's that's a situation. Normally, you would think it would be Jigalag or Sheogorath, not both existing simultaneously. Right. So that that creates a weird question. But then again, maybe maybe while Jigalag is not fulfilling that spot, that's where Hercene kind of slides in and fulfills that slot in a right. way. Yeah, is that is that where Hercene enters the whole Daedric Prince realm and right. becomes Daedric Prince? It's it's very interesting about the formation. Yes, yes, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, and there's no there's no specific date for the writing of this other than we know. Yeah, it was yeah, it, before it, the time of, of Daggerfall. So, um, but yeah, all of that is very interesting. There's a lot of other stuff in this specific document that's worth reading. So if you want to look it up on Oblivion by Morian Zenus, it shows up. You just search it. There's a few different sites online where you can read all these books. Um, But other than that, that's uh, that's most of who Jigalag is. He does have a uh, the priests of order who are mortals who are working to bring him back. And they're involved with the whole Shivering Isles thing. And then what's also known about him is that he has the Knights of Order who are kind of like his personal Daedric servants. Like they're, they are these Daedra that are kind of mindless. Um, they resemble crystalline armored knights and they they kind of do his bidding. They're just kind of like yeah. his soldiers. Right. Whereas you have seducers and golden saints and, you know, the seekers, every prince kind of have the scoff and they all kind of have their own that can be with other princes too uh but mm-hmm. but these are kind of jigalags go-tos right and their armor looks really cool it almost they looks do. like look uh, really awesome like diamond shapes like a lot of these yep. like triangular very angular parts on the armor their heads mm-hmm. are covered with these helmets very and, similar know. to the artifacts you get from jigalag when when you interact with any of his artifact oh, it's going to say his his sword it's very angular yeah. um it, it's yeah. kind of, they have very similar looking swords to the one you can get as right. well right so all right well now's a good time for a break because we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break we got to thank our patrons there's a bunch of new patrons who signed up this week so thank you so much to all of you guys and then we're gonna get back with some more details because there's still more to talk about so we'll be right back 
I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, and anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode the skies are marked with numberless sparks each a fire and every one a sign you guys are insane because now I have to read like what 10 new <laughs> new patrons. Welcome. Thank you so much for signing up, everybody. Welcome to Cody M, Mike B, Riverwood C, Riverwood Chicken. I don't think that's an official name, so I won't, I won't blank amazing. out the second one. Riverwood Chicken, uh, Bex M, Kira C, Zach O, Riven of the Lake, Donnie N, Brandon S and Joe P. Holy crap, guys. Welcome aboard. Thank you for signing up. Some of you guys even signed up as like tier four, tier five level patrons, which means you guys get to join us in just a few weeks for the end of the month patron episode. So be uh, make sure you're plugged into Discord because that's where all the conversation happens and make sure you've connected your Patreon and Discord accounts. And uh, thank you so much, everybody. You guys are amazing. And that, that brings us up to a total of 97 patrons. You guys are nuts. Thank you so, so very much. Um, and we also have to shout out our Daedric Princes. We have four right now. Gami Boy, uh, Kira C, Noodle Al Dente, and Riverwood Chicken. Thank you so much to all of you guys. You guys wow. are awesome. So it, it's just talk about mantling. A Riverwood Chicken has mantled <laughs> to becoming a Daedric Prince. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's not impossible. No, that is a, that is a life jump. <laughs> it is a life jump. I am impressed. <laughs> Call it that. Um, but thank you to everybody. This is, this is my career. I do this podcast and a number of others. I also run the network, the Robust Radio Network. So this really does help support me and, you know, help pay for things like, you know, I don't know, new glasses and car payments and stuff. <laughs> so, this is important. It's just important stuff. So I really yeah. do appreciate it. We don't have any new reviews this week, but if you would like to help us out and it helps a ton. Please take a minute to either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify to leave us a five star rating. And if you have an either of those accounts, you can do that, even if that's not the main thing you listen on. And you can also go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review with your rating. And we'll read that on on a future episode. So thank you so much to everybody. That's what we got for the middle of the show. We're not going to take any more of your time, but let's go back to talk about Jigalag. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit another one of these quotes. Another of Shaogorov's foolish schemes. So good, so good. <laughs> so yeah, hey, he's got a very cool voice. He does have a very cool voice. I don't want to go too much into the whole situation with him turning into Shaogorath. We'll touch more on that with the Shaogorath yeah, episode. That's a little more important to Shaogorath than it is to Jigalag. <laughs> yeah, because he ends up being Shaogorath way more of the time than he is Shaogorath or than Jigalag. I said Shaogorath twice. That was great. 
Words is hard. Um, but yeah, he, he seems to come back at the end of era, every era and is just foiled. And then Shigorth returns and is sometimes a new person who takes on the personality of Shigorth. It's, it gets real weird. Yeah, it we'll, gets a little loopy. We'll, we'll deal with more of that in the future. But he does have a sword. You want to talk about the sword? I know you love the these, sword is these very items. cool. Yeah. So, so go, go. Yeah, for it. I, I, I just I love the sword of Jigalag. It just looks really, really neat. Um, it's it's to say it's very angular is like an understatement as, as it is a great sword. It's funny, though, because Jigalag in most images you see will be wielding this great sword, which is a two handed weapon, usually kind of like just a bronze. He's just swip, swinging the thing around with one hand because Jigalag uh, is enormous. He's a big dude. comparison. Yeah. And again, big old armor looking guy, like just big old gray armor. Is really yeah. His look. Um, but I'll just, uh, why don't I, I'll just do the description of it to start with, just because I think it's really, really freaky weird the description okay. of it yeah uh, the sort of jigalag is a daedric artifact created by jigalag obviously the daedric prince of order it takes the form of a giant claymore of perfect symmetry made from sil- made of silver crystalline material that is similar similar to that of long swords wielded by the knights of order we had mentioned the fact that um, honestly the, his minions kind of look like little miniature versions of him yeah they, um, they kind of do yeah they, they, yeah and uh, even down to their weapons like we had mentioned um but it has been com- it has been compared to, to the staff of Shiagorath, although it is unknown if the sword holds um as much symbolic power it is a unique uh, oh the actual in-game thing it has a unique enchantment that allows those who gaze upon its edge to see the past present and future flow as one that is just like i don't know i think that is such a cool description it's almost like oh i look too close at that sword it's basically the equivalent of me looking at uh I, um like a elder, elder scroll, scroll or yeah. something it's like boom there goes my eyesight like how do you even process that looking at the fine edge of a weapon? Like it's, it's so sharp. It cuts through reality. It, yeah. It's literally like an, an event horizon on the edge of your blade. <laughs> yeah. That's freaking nuts. That's it's so, so cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. Now it looks fairly plain when you look at it. The design has got a crossbar. Oh, yeah, it, it has a blade that gets wider simple. towards the hilt. Yeah. Um, it, perfectly symmetrical. And don't look at the blade because you'll. Does that mean that you can stare into it like the well of Galadriel or something like that? And that's, just like that's what I always picture. It's like yeah. just staring into this, like oh my god! It's just like <laughs> Mister Fluffy. Because I was checking to see if there was a nick on my blade. Right, Mister Fluffy. I didn't realize I only had two more weeks with you. <laughs> You're real distressed about your pet rabbit because um, <laughs> you see the future. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Um, so in other in other news about Sheogorath, um, the uh, there's some some little details here we didn't mention that on Oblivion is where he's first mentioned. Sorry about the yep. dogs in the background. Things going on still in the house. Um, the the book Darkest Divinities in ESO also mentions Jigalag and says that he's stern, which no duh right okay <laughs> all right dad he's no. like he's like the he's like the grumpy father figure of all the daedric princes get um, off my daedric plane you damn kids right right and then the truth in sequence volume three which shows up in morrowind is the only other book known to directly mention Geo, uh, jigalag prior to the events of oblivion yep. and there's some interesting 
parallels here between Jigalag and Sothasil. I think Sothasil is probably the most similar in uh, rationality. Yeah, mindset. Any, yeah, of any godly type being in in the Elder Scrolls? Yeah, very much. I mean, he's very logical. Sothasil is always beyond just logical. It's like everything with his clockwork creations, city otherwise, like that. everything is just meticulously, mathematically planned out. And that's how Sotha keeps creating all these things, in which mindset-wise aligns very much with Jigalag's sense of like everything has an order and you can calculate going forward with this. And that's, that's something that, that very heavily influences the way Sotha Sil creates and plans things going forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, when I think about the two of them and we'll have to go, we'll have to do a Sotha. So we haven't done the tribunal. Yeah. Yet, we should do which, the tribunal at some point. We should. Um, but with Jigalag, I, I have more of the sense of he maintains order and, and just kind of knows the future right. and past of things. Whereas Sothasil, it's almost like he's seeking that knowledge Correct. But in order to, in order to gain more control Correct. of it, the it, way reality it, works. I, I can agree with that. It's, it's almost like a middle ground where we made the reference to like Hermaeus Mora compared to Jigalag. It's almost like Sothasil's in this middle spot between the two of them, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like um, Hermes Mora kind of wants to know everything to whatever end we don't know. Right. So Thacil is more. It's more of a if I knew more and could control more, I could do more good, or right. or at least what he deemed to be good. You know, like so, there's a little bit more. I don't know humanness. Right, and it's a well, constant quest for more knowledge to continue ordering things and calculating new ways to do stuff. So it's right. like yeah, it's it's kind of like that the intersection of the two thought processes right and somebody's gonna yell at me not human as in like man and elf but like no. mor mortal is really what yeah, i meant mortal uh, whatever clearly yeah. he was wasn't human um but uh yeah so it's kind of an interesting thing here now the other thing that's noted in this is that um or the other thing worth noting is that he's the only daedric prince who doesn't show up in skyrim because oh, right. it's not the end of an age and we don't or at least we don't know for sure if it's the end of an age and I mean, maybe the events of Skyrim usher in the end of the, the era, but yeah, we don't know yet. We haven't really gone past Skyrim timeline yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So, but he doesn't show up. He doesn't show up in Skyrim. There's no, nope. there's very almost no mention of him at all other than yeah. just the books that keep showing up in each of the games that get right. repeated. Um, and then originally Jigalag was going to be voiced by Wes Johnson, <laughs> just mm. like almost everybody else, just like everybody else. Um, but you know what I didn't do is, is uh, let's see, voice actor. I didn't. So I didn't search it, it this. It seems interesting because I could see positives and negatives to having Wes Johnson voice Jigalag mm -hmm. because since Wes Johnson uh, does Shigorath, it it's interesting that he would voice the alternate version as well. But would it be? I mean, his range is all over the place so he could probably come up with a very different voice but at the same time would it have too much of an overlay where there's like eh we want more variety as opposed we to, want this to sound yet like another someone thing else. linking them yeah yeah so it's it's Jonathan Bryce okay. and uh, Jonathan Bryce I believe we mentioned before 
um, shows up in a number of uh, just a few things. Um, some games, a bunch of Elder Scrolls stuff, uh, did a bunch of other voices in Elder Scrolls stuff. Uh, Hercene and Blood Moon. Yeah, we've talked about him before. Yep. Um, male Orgonians and male Khajiits and male Nords and Morrowind. Oh, neat. Um, Shivering Isles. He was a few different characters, including Jigalag. And then some other video games and just a few different uh, shows, but not a whole lot, not a huge uh, list of things that, that Jonathan Bryce was in. But that, yep. that's who ended up actually being the voice. Um, now, uh, hmm, anything else you want to mention about Jigalag? Um, not really. Jigalag, like like we had kind of alluded to at the start of this, Jigalag has a lot of heavy tie-ins to Shia Gorath, but Jigalag itself isn't the most prominent because there's large swaths of time where Jigalag is just not there. Like it's Shiagorath. It's not Jigalag. So like, you've got these prominent things with the gray March where he's uh, there. And then I I guess we should probably extrapolate more on it when we get to Shiagorath, but should we maybe just make reference to uh, the fact that we we keep kind of saying that they're related, but like the initial idea to Jigalag was Jigalag was so powerful uh it, it the other daedric princes aligned together yeah. in order to condemn jigalag to becoming Sheagorath. that was his punishment like this is what we were now, referencing to before the power of order yeah they didn't like that message right there. Yeah. yeah so so like the punishment to Jigalag is Jigalag basically becomes Shigorath, a totally different Daedric Prince. Right, um, right. So, so that's like where his story theoretically could have ended, but then this Grey March thing where he plows back in to take over the Shivering Isles and assert order is how he maintains in the series. But the only time we've ever seen that is with the Shivering Isles expansion from the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Like, so, so that was why he's kind of been removed from the series is, is that removal of him. Right. Right. It's, you know, there's a good question. Rob posts the question in chat and by the way, chat love it when you guys have questions and, and comments, it's, it's, yeah. it's fun to respond to these in, in real time. Uh, do you think we'll see him again in future games? I mean, if that he does show up at the end of every era also, he has a sense of the way the future plays out and either right. he's completely wrong or he's not when he says things like this. This ends as it always does. Order shall reign. Does he know that eventually he comes back into his own? Right. And that the order of things, or maybe order reigning isn't him reigning, maybe just the nature of the world will have order by the end of things, or always does, even if it seems like it's chaotic? Yeah, like, is the fact that the Grey March does not succeed to keep things in check and the loop and you, you know, have all of this happen. Is that the order of the way of things? Like, is mm-hmm. that intentional that he won't? That, or eventually he things. will. Like, and it's right, just, it's just a matter will. of time. Maybe he's like, well, this time I'm still not going to do it. Yeah. But one so, of these but, times I will. <laughs> right. It's like 833rd time is a charm because I know it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's it's kind of hard to tell with that because we you know you don't really ever kill Daedric princes you defeat them in the different games pretty consistently <laughs> um, through one means or another but it's like 
Jigalag, it almost seems like his defeat is part of continuing what he wants to do anyways, based on the order of things. So it's hard to hard to tell exactly. But another thing kind of referenced actually by uh, Rob before I could even get to it Mm -hmm. is he's it seems like he's kind of limited to the end of an error. So what when he's allowed to come back might be pretty restrictive and out of out of game lore and into just like the idea of these being games for a minute it would be kind of weird because you would need to be able to put him back in the series but not have it repeat the same expansion pack type of thing that we got from oblivion so I would think if we saw Jigalag again, it would need to not be in the same idea of just a gray March because you'd kind of just fall into the same situation of the expansion we previously got, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, kind of strange because then it seems like he would need to be much more prominently displayed going forward because it wouldn't be the usual loop that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, th- there's some good questions around this, you know, like was the, was the end of the third era different enough that, um, like Rob asked the question here, is he still limited to the end of an era? Has that broken the cycle or is it just the way that cycle went? And now we're back on track for another cycle. We, I don't know that we know the answer to that. Um, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I, I think that's worth asking questions about. I think it's one of those things we won't know until it's canon, right? Like right. it seems like there's, there's options for this. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a good question. Like there's a lot up in the air. I think Jigalag plays a bigger role than we think with the future of the way things play out. Uh, but I don't know. I, you know, um, Sheogorath simply because he's, he goes mad. He, and like one of the explanations is that he forgets that he was Jigalag because right, it yes. drives him to insanity to think that he was once, you know, that in order <laughs> right actually yeah and that's right. that's i assume you're referencing at this point i was going to say the the shivering isles expansion because there is actually two shivering isles expansions which is interesting uh from the elder scrolls legends the card game um i, I think it's literally just called the the shivering isles i, I don't think it's a different name it's yeah it might be same. yeah I, I think it might be the same name I, I don't know off the top of my head but yeah one one of the ways that you know, minor spoilers, I guess, for Legends, even though it's older, I just know it's less played for the storyline stuff. So just be aware if you're planning on playing through the Legends. Um, but what one of the things is how you kind of fight back against Shiagorath is flooding him with memories of things that he he doesn't where it's like order and j- the previous existence of being Jigala. And that really messes him up. Like, <laughs> he doesn't like, like bad. it. Yeah. 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 Because it's antithetical to his nature. And and I think that's just one of those themes that happens in Elder Scrolls is that a a being has to be true to its nature. And when when it has when it's forced into a situation where it's it can't be its own thing anymore, that's where that's where problems, you know, arise. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like mantling, if a thing takes on something else's nature and does it better, it eventually can surpass and take over that role. Um, so it, there's a lot of interesting details in the way all of this stuff works, but again, I, I don't know that we're going to know for sure until. Yeah. Unless they, as a, a series fill out more, a lot of this needs to kind of 
just be speculation unless they provide more concrete information. Yeah, uh, I know. I know they're working on early stuff for the next Elder Scrolls game. So if any of the developers are listening to this episode, we would we'd love to some more of this Jigalag stuff. Yeah, more Jigalag would be very interesting. You know, even if it's just a minor part of whatever the main storyline is or a side quest with more revelations about who Jigalag is and his coming back into the world or something like that right. in a way the that's different. Daedric Prince. Right. It's maybe maybe the Grey March works this next time and there's like <laughs> more about that because we're getting close to the end of the Kelpa or something. I don't know. You know, I, I, I try not to I try to make predictions, but I also try not to hold to too many of them uh, too tightly because the writers are going to do what they want, right? Right. Like right. things are we could be totally wrong. In fact, there's so much time now since um, Skyrim and then of course stuff with Elder Scrolls Online but that stuff's a little bit earlier in the storyline right so it's it's been so much time a decade now since Skyrim that we've had so much time to just kind of fester over these thoughts and dig so deeply into them that it's a lot of times to me it feels like people's people start to treat their head canon as if it's actual canon oh yeah and it's not yet I mean it's just not like right. we might want it to be but that doesn't mean it is until it is so yep. Who knows? We'll we'll see. We'll have to see when when the time comes. Um, but that's Jigalag. He's very interesting. Maybe we'll get more in the future. Yeah, I would I would definitely be interested to find out more about Jigalag going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, you know, like how long was he around before all the other Daedric princes like rebelled against him? Like, right. What was like, that like? That was the Merithic era, but like exactly. But it's like the Merithic era could have lasted. <laughs> hundreds or thousands of yeah, years how long we, before Shagorath actually was even a thing and it was just Jigalag like right yeah yeah like did the mortals even know much of a time before there was a Shagorath sure you know, do we know I don't know that we do know um, also I bet some of them regretted it later on when Shagorath <laughs> started playing tricks on them yeah yeah I was gonna say or turning their entrails into instruments yeah there's he does all sorts of uh wonderful disgusting terrible hilarious things yeah he's so. very meme and also really disturbing <laughs> at the same time yeah. yeah man well that's that's it for this episode Lotus you got anything cool going on you want to share before we head out um not really I was gonna say we're gonna be uh we'll obviously have our normal episode of Tales of Tamriel tomorrow barring any catastrophes uh we've got man cave gaming coming on to discuss uh um, well, I was going to say PTS changes, but the big thing is for anybody playing on PCNA, which is the only hardware refresh, if you play Elder Scrolls online, uh, they, they've redone the hardware. Yeah, the um, server, the server hardware. Yeah. Yes, the server hardware. Yeah. Um, and, they, you know, they're, they're waiting for the parts to do the other servers. <laughs> yeah, um, because chips are in low supply still. Yes. And I guess a lot of the parts they need are very problematic to get. Um, so it's currently just PCNA, but apparently, even though they said it would not have any substantial impact on performance, um, the long problem <laughs> lingering with Cyrodiil has basically been massively improved and everybody's losing so their minds because they're like, it, it works. I don't understand. It's been, <laughs> it's been six years since it's worked and it just, it works now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just goes to show sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between what the hardware is going to affect and what the software is going to affect. Um, yeah. So I've, I've run into that myself, like back uh, before I upgraded to this PC, um, playing, trying to play games like fallout VR or Skyrim right, VR. Right. 
like I had no idea how CPU limited it was rather than graphics limited. Right. Yeah. I've heard that's a big thing. That and happens. it was it was so weird because I'd updated my graphics card and it got a little bit better. And yep. I was like, I just you know paid a boatload for this new graphics card and it's still not running great. But then I upgraded the rest of my system and everything runs great. And it's like <laughs> it was funny. It was the CPU that right. was holding like, it back. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, yeah. but yeah, I guess there's a right. lot of physics stuff going on in those games. Right. Or whatever. So, I mean, whatever. That's that's been a huge positive, especially in a portion of the community that has really soured quite a bit uh, for those of you involved with the Elder Scrolls Online. So we're going to be it's going to be a little more number crunchy and stuff like that uh, for this episode of Tales discussing all those changes and uh, new expansions getting close. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting close. You know, it, it kind of tempts me to go try Cyrodiil out again. Not, yeah, not because I had issues works, with it before. When it works, it is crazy fun. It just, it's just not something I've ever put a lot of time into. Yep. And maybe, sure. maybe it's time to maybe it's time uh, come up with a, you know, a, a PvP gear set and go try right. to stomp some folks and get my butt kicked a lot. We'll see. But, um, all right, guys, that's, uh, so that's it for your stuff. Um, I've got I've got my stuff, you know, where all my different shows are, all the different lore casts, everything from this show to the Lord of the Rings to Fallout over on robotsradio.net, a bunch of other shows over there as well. So if you're looking for more podcasts about video games and other stuff, then definitely go check it out. A lot of awesome creators, a lot of awesome stuff. So that's what we got for this week. Um, We'll be back. We should be back at a normal time next week. So stay tuned for that. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here live chat. And uh, until next time, I guess don't be the party pooper or, you know, you're going to have to deal with a bunch of Daedric Princes teaming up against you. And poop at your parties. Enough! I am beaten. The Grey March is ended. Oh, I guess that's it. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Later, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms come join us we'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after either way just come hang out with us and if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the robots radio network go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network including the robots radio rocket club where i help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcasts they possibly can all of that robotsradio.net we'll see you next time Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.